Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hello, America. Happy Saturday. Really looking forward to having a conversation on this beautiful fall weekend. Yes, the temperatures are getting a little cooler. The leaves on the trees are getting a little more colorful. But the sunshine and the idea of being able to spend some quality time this weekend with your family and friends is one that puts a smile on my face. And so we're going to try to do a fun show today. We have so much going on in the world and wanted to bring you up to speed on something that's going to roll out Monday. You're going to learn about it here first. If you are a mom or a dad or a grandparent or a student concerned about what's going on in your school, what your school administrators, your teachers, your teachers unions may be doing, there is a wonderful resource and an army, really a grassroots army that is now spreading across America like wildfire. It's called Moms for Liberty. Everybody from the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal to Network News is paying attention to this extraordinary grassroots movement where moms all across this country are making a declaration that they don't have to co-parent with the United States government or the local government. They have the right to control the destiny and the learning and the education of their children. And Moms for Liberty has put together an extraordinary movement. A new part of that movement launches on Monday with a brand new parents pledge, a pledge that every elected official is going to be asked to take to recognize parental rights in America, the rights of parents to have a say over their children's education, to not have their children taught what to think, but instead should just be taught how to think, how to learn, how to learn, not what they should be thinking. And that's instill values to instill the skill sets of math and reading and all those things. And this movement with the pledge now coming out Monday, which by the way, mayor is something that when I first came to Washington 30, 35 years ago, Grover Norquist at Americans for Tax Reform made a very powerful pledge, the No New Taxes Pledge. That had a remarkable impact on an entire generation of political leaders who, once they took the pledge, they didn't want to have a read my lips moment with like George H.W. Bush did. And they stayed true to the value of not raising taxes in, in any federal legislation. Well, Tiffany Justice and Moms for Liberty are working on a similar pledge to get political leaders from the school board all the way up to the Congress and the presidency to sign the pledge to make a declaration that parents and children's rights come first, that we're not subject to the whims or political philosophies of teachers unions or school boards, that the parent is the preeminent 
voice when it comes to the future of their children, the education that those children should get, the values that should be instilled in them. That is a novel idea for some, but in Florida, where Ron DeSantis is, or in Texas, where Governor Abbott is, it is becoming the standard, and people are now wanting to emulate those states all across this country. And so the pledge is the next advancement in the effort to create a nationwide parents' rights movement. That's what Moms for Liberty is doing, and we are going to have a conversation in a few seconds with Tiffany Justice, one of the co-founders, and really one of the movers and shakers in the school board school movement in America right now. Before we go to commercial break, I want to put something in front of you that I think is really, really important. We're beginning to just understand the full scope of consequence that this generation of school children suffered because in many communities, not all, but in many communities, schools were closed for one to two years during the pandemic, even though all the science said that children were not at risk from the coronavirus. Teachers union, school board executives, they kept large numbers of schools and classrooms clapped. They moved to virtual learning, which worked for some people and failed for others. But there is now the final data coming in for the education years of 2020, 2021, 2022. It is a measurement that we use for many years. It's called the National Assessment of Educational Progress. And this is what it has found, looking at nine-year-olds, that in the last two years, between 2020, before the pandemic, and 2022, the average reading scores fell five points, which is the largest drop since 1990. That's right around the time that Barbara Bush created the literacy movement. In math, it's even a larger drop, seven points. By the way, that's the largest decline in a half century since the NAEP started measuring these things. So in reading and in math, two of the most important school sets that children are supposed to learn in school, the pandemic wiped out any gains that we had made over two decades and put us backward. The pandemic wasn't the real reason, the only reason. It was the decision of teachers' unions and public schools to keep classrooms closed when, in fact, the risks said it was okay to actually keep those schools open. And in those places where schools were kept closed, the devastating consequences to learning an entire generation of children are now backwards. First time in a long time we've gone backwards in, on these skills and on these reading scores and, and math scores. So Tiffany and I are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Parents' Pledge. We're going to talk about the parental rights movement in America, where it heads next. Uh, but first, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back up, first up, Tiffany Justice from Moms for Liberty. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. 
Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Everywhere you look today, you see parents more engaged in the school boards, in the curriculum, in the uh, daily class li- classroom lives of their children. That's one of the enduring legacies of the pandemic. It actually got parents paying attention to what they might not have known was going on in their schools. And as a result, there is a nationwide revolution going on. Parents taking control of their children's education from bureaucrats and unions and, uh, and teachers who thought it was their job to decide what to teach kids. Uh, a remarkable movement and right at the forefront, the woman leading this movement is the founder of Moms for Liberty, Tiffany Justice, and she joins us now. Tiffany, great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me on. It's exciting to talk about the parent revolution in America today. It really is a revolution. That's a, uh, it's, uh, there are very few things that I would use that word for, but this is definitely one of them. We are from you know every corner of the United States. There is a movement going on. And over the last few days, there's been some really extraordinary data coming out. Uh, the National Assessment of Educational Progress uh, data comes out. There's been some smart uh, 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 op-eds coming out. And what you see is exactly what you were predicting a year ago. The two years that we kept our kids out of classrooms created an extraordinary loss of learning and education growth. Tell us a little bit about the rest of the world catching up to what you've known and been preaching about for some time. Yeah, well, obviously, keeping kids out of school meant that kids weren't learning. And and virtual learning was, you know, for some kids it worked. You will hear from certain parents, you know, virtual learning really worked for our family. And if it worked for their family, there are lots of different ways through technology today that they can continue down that path. But, you know, beyond the fact that the kids weren't learning in school, John, one of the biggest things was we also sent a message to kids that school wasn't that important. So on top of schools trying to, you know, make up for a lot of learning loss, kids are also attendance is down all across the country um, because kids, you know, were sent a message that school wasn't that important because it didn't stay open. But, you know, that the the. Um, you know, take your pick, the bar, the the strip club or whatever it was that stayed open during the pandemic was the priority. And so, you know, we've, we talk about a parent revolution. There is a parent revolution happening because parents uh, watched as America put kids last. And, and as adults, when have we ever done that? 
uh, as Americans in this country put children last. And certainly parents don't do that. Parents put their children um, first in, in uh, you know, hopefully all decisions that they're making in their family. Um, and so it's up to adults to safeguard and, and protect the innocence of children and the learning of children. And that's exactly what you're seeing happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. And the measurable decline that occurred in the two years, particularly teachers unions fought to keep the classrooms go, uh, closed. In just two years, we lost five points in the reading score average. That's the largest drop since uh, 1990. Math scores dropped seven points, and that's the first time it's declined in a half century. And basically, 20 years of gains in both subjects were erased just in that two-year window. These are just our, you know, uh, 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 neutral measures of progress that we've been using. Uh, when you look at this and you realize that when we began to realize that uh, the COVID-19 really wasn't going to affect children that well, they were pretty well protected from it. And teachers unions kept fighting to keep the classrooms closed anyways. Do the, do the teachers unions own a big part of this failed uh, or this reversal that has occurred with our students? The teachers union uh, owns a huge part of the educational failure that we're seeing across the board in America. When I talk about two thirds of kids not reading on grade level, uh, that was a 2019 statistic. And so we're seeing that it's even gotten worse. And, and instead of teachers unions, you know, stepping up and saying, what is going on here, right? If you were, if you're the leader of a company and, and two thirds of your customers aren't happy with the products that they're getting, or you're having that failure, um, are, are you going to continue to be, to do the things that you've been doing in the same way that you've been doing them? And the answer to that is no, you're going to have to reassess or you're not going to be able to keep your doors open. But yet the teachers unions just continue to get more and more and more money. And as I shared, I was on with you a couple of days ago, a, a political contributions from unions have just grown since 2004 astronomically, right? And what we've seen also grow is administrative costs in districts. The system, the system has become so bloated. And unfortunately, the teachers aren't getting the money, the bulk of the money that's being sent, spent in schools. The bulk of the money that's being spent it is not being spent in the classroom. Uh, it's being spent on these bloated administrations and on really, you know, protecting the system and, and, and funding the system. And the system continues to grow and grow, but the outcomes are not okay. Okay. And so parents are stepping up and they're saying to teachers unions, wait a second, why are teachers paying you all these dues? And we're trying to help teachers to come to the point to say, you don't need to pay into these unions. You don't have to be a part of this. There are alternate ways to go about that. There's a group for kids in country. Rebecca Friedrichs is a former teacher who helps teachers to leave the teachers union, go to their website. They've got great information to support teachers. Uh, but uh, Moms for Liberty moms and dads are working with teachers in schools because teachers are bringing us information. John, the thing is, the teachers unions kind of were betting on the fact that they could that they either had everybody in their pocket or they could intimidate everyone into their pocket. I was at a school board meeting once during COVID, and uh, a teacher got up and she was expressing some concerns she had about things that were happening in the district. And when she was done speaking, one of the members of the teachers union, uh, and they wear red, it's red for Ed, they call it. Uh, one of the the red T-shirt members. Um, took her, her finger and did like a slit your throat uh, action towards this teacher as she was walking away from the podium and speaking. And I just thought to myself, my goodness, this intimidation. Uh, and and it, it, there is intimidation there. And, and teachers are worried about retaliation. But I, I'd say to teachers, just like I said to parents, you know, you stand up, somebody else is going to stand up with you. And before you know it, you're going to have an army of people behind you fighting for the things that you know need to happen in your community. 
Yeah, and it's it's been really interesting. And, and you and Moms for Liberty have, I thought, put together the best progression of a plan to solve this long term, not just to have a moment and say, oh, we all got angry and we made our voices be heard. You're actually create, creating a, a, a linear progress through the system. And of course, the first part was get to your school boards, let them know that you're not happy with what you have. So that means starting with knowing what your children's learning, get to the school board level, get, get some of the local issues. But now you have the initiative Year of the Parent 2022. And this takes this effort now to the ballot box. How important is it that people vote this November on this specific issue of children? It's incredibly important. And Tina Deskovich, who's the co-founder of Moms for Liberty with me, we both served as school board members. We were moms, then we got elected to school board office in Florida. So, you know, we like to say we saw behind the education curtain. Elections are incredibly important and elections have consequences. And we saw during COVID what some of those consequences were. The fact that there were policies and things happening and that were not representative of what the people wanted. And so now it is so important to get out there and vote. And our chapters are doing lots of different things to help to do that. They have gone through a process of vetting and endorsing school board candidates um, all across the country. In Florida, we just had uh, primary elections where we supported 65 candidates. Uh, Our chapters endorsed and supported 65 candidates, and 43 of those candidates won, with 14 going through the it was 14 going through to the general because in Florida, if you have more than two people running in a primary, one of those people has to get uh, over 50% for the election to be over, did not go to the general. We've got 14 going to the general, and we feel really good about that. We started a political committee in Florida called the Moms for Liberty um, FLPC.com. You can go and check that out. And now we're set, we have PACs. So we're working across the country because this is what the unions do. They're very, very good at it. They have paid a lot of attention uh, to school board races. And if you want to know if the union is nervous about their uh, lock on public education, which is, by the way, how I mean, it, it, they are the foot soldiers of the progressive far left. They use our schools as a breeding ground for the work that they do. Make no mistake. But if you want to know and see evidence of the fact that they're worried, you need to look no further than the fact that Charlie Crist, who's running for governor in Florida against Ron DeSantis, has chosen a union boss, the head of the union down in Miami-Dade to run with him. You've got uh, another union boss in Chicago running for mayor. These unions realize that they're losing their grip and their hold on public education. And and now they're looking to assert themselves and really show their real true political colors at at higher levels of government um, so that they can strong arm people into doing what they want. Uh, But parents aren't going to let that happen. So, you know, it's really important if you're listening to to support local school board members. And the litmus test here, and I know we're going to talk about it in a second, is parental rights. You want to ask these school board members, do they recognize and respect that parents have fundamental rights to their children, uh, to direct the upbringing of their children? And that should be the litmus test. It really should. And I'm going to get that one second. I want to ask you about one thing we learned about recently uh, in California, one of the teachers unions actually keeping book on on parents and who might pose doing opposition research on parents who simply were trying to advocate for their children. The idea that teachers unions not only see themselves as the dictator of the curriculum for children, but that the parent may actually be the enemy. Uh, How did that mentality seep into this dynamic? Well, I mean, parents started asking questions. You know, they, as you said, I mean, I say we make COVID lemonade. COVID was incredibly difficult for many different people. And I know that there were many lives that were lost. Um, but there also were things that we can learn and that we, there are blessings that have come out of, of this horrible pandemic. And I was taught when I was growing up to, to make lemonade whenever you could. And so that's what I tried to do at Monster Liberty. And 
So, you know, parents saw. It works. Yeah, well, parents saw what they were learn- what their kids were learning, and some of that they didn't like. And then they saw some of the things that their kids weren't learning and how far their kids were behind. And so when parents came to the school districts and they said, what is going on here? And then they were ignored at that level as well or called domestic terrorists, as Representative Hank Johnson right, tried to just, again, talk about, you know, oh, parents and, and, and being like insurrectionists. How ridiculous is this nonsense that they continue to try to, to push? But, you know, parents... Uh, were upset. And, and so, you know, you talk about how did parents become the enemy? Well, parents stopped buying the lie. Parents saw the truth and they saw that the kids weren't doing well. And when they came to express the concerns about that to people that should really care, teachers, teachers unions, and, and, and I don't want to throw teachers in here. We love teachers. I honestly believe that the majority of teachers are not bought in with this stuff. The libs of TikTok teachers are not the, the representative of all the teachers in America. We have great teachers that get into this profession for the right reasons because they love kids and they want to unfold the full potential of every child. So if you're a teacher, please know Moms for Liberty wants to partner with you. Uh, we just don't co-parent with the government and we have government schools. But, you know, nobody likes to be called out on their, uh, on, on their nonsense. And that's what parents are doing. And so the teachers unions have decided that they're going to try to make parents the enemy. And and that's what they continue to try to do. Everything is an excuse for educational failure. CRT, SEL, social emotional learning, diversity, equity, inclusion work. These are all excuses for educational failure because the data doesn't lie. The kids aren't learning to read in school, John, but 95% of children have the ability to learn to read by third grade. We're talking about neurodiverse children as well. So this is not something that's some unattainable goal. This is something that should and could be happening in our public schools, and parents are going to demand better, and the unions don't like it because uh, they would just like to feed you a lot of, of excuses as to why they can't do their jobs. And, and most chief among those is they always, always, always need more money. If they just had more money, right, more taxpayer money would solve everything. And we've tried that for, for quite some time now, and, and I think uh, American taxpayers are done paying for a product that they're not receiving. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And you're right, the, 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 even before the COVID uh, moment uh, that caused the teachers unions to basically abandon the classroom for two years, the record of failure, particularly in the urban blue school districts, has been continuous for 10, 20 years. There's a 22-decade failure of these teachers unions and these school administrations to really help these children get on the right course. And they just keep making up excuses. It's racial. It's yeah, insane. they do. And then you look at Rhode Island and you have Tiara Mack doing twerking on the beach in her song Bikini, right? And, 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 and then bringing kids to the, to the Capitol and having them lie down on the Capitol steps covered in fake blood to, to, be, to make some political statement about gun safety. And yet only 11, 14, 11, 14 don't, I think it may be 14% of kids in Rhode Island are reading on grade level. I mean, get your priorities straight. But this is the bottom line. Americans expect for kids to learn to read in school and to, to, to be given practicable skills, to be literate. But they don't want our kids to be literate anymore, functionally literate. They want them to be politically literate. And, and we continue to say, and we will continue to demand, you cannot turn our children into social justice warriors. We want you to teach them how to read. And, and so the, the goal of public education and the duty of public education are a little uh, skewed right now, but we're going to get them back on course. Well, in addition to doing such an amazing job at Moms for Liberty for diagnosing what's wrong and what went wrong, you also have the prescription. You're not a person that stops at the complaint. You are got the prescription. Parents' rights is the, the legislative policy prescription that really gets uh, the system rebalanced. Tell us what you're doing on that front to make sure that parents' rights uh, legislation and parents' rights mentality are available in all 50 states. 
So as you know, John, I'm from Florida, and we have an amazing governor in Florida who has embraced parental rights. I love, we love Ron DeSantis, not because he's a Republican, uh, but because he's a dad, and, and he is, and he trusts parents. He gets it. He knows that parents have the best interest of their child at heart, and he trusted us to make good decisions. He trusted all Floridians to make decisions for themselves, and, and we appreciated that. And then he just went through an endorsement process and endorsed school board members around the state who believe and, and, and stand for parental rights. So at Moms for Liberty, we're launching something on Monday called the Parent Pledge, and, and that's something that elected officials and candidates can take. And it just says that parent, that they, that, that they recognize that parental rights are fundamental rights. The parents have that fundamental right to direct the education, the medical care, the moral and religious upbringing of their children and their character development, and that the government uh, needs to, to know their place and that they will stand against government overreach and they will support and enact policies that, that recognize fundamental parental rights. And so it's a very simple statement uh, that um, anyone in office or running for office can take to kind of show, you know, this is where I stand. I, I stand with you parents. And, you know, if you look at the success that Ron DeSantis has had and the, and the candidates that he endorsed, I think it's a model for, for people all across the country. And we hope that people will take the parent pledge um, and, and, and let their community know that they have taken that pledge. The other thing that we're doing beyond the pledge is for people that want to take that pledge and then put it into action, we have resolutions, that proclamations that can be adopted by different elected bodies across the country in all 50 states. And what we hope to do is create a groundswell, a movement of parental rights that cannot be denied so that in these states, um, you know, we're not taking any of the stars off of the flag. We have 50 states, and it's about time that every American realizes that although the corner of the country that you live in might be very nice right now for you, um, you have a responsibility as an American to help every other person in this country and help them in these states where their, where their rights are being denied. Because if it's happening to them, it could be happening to you, and you would want them to help you. And, and so that's what we're going to try to do for some of these blue states that I know ha have just, unfortunately, you know, these issues have become these partisan issues, and they shouldn't be. So if we can create a ground well, if you can get your school board, your town council, your county commission to pass this resolution, you'll be able to go uh, on Monday morning. We're going to go live with the resolutions and uh, the parent pledge. Please check it out, momsforliberty.org. And you'll have a resolution there that you can bring to your uh, school board or your town council or where, what have you and, and say, please consider enacting this. Bring this forward as an item uh, for adoption here so that all of, of the people in our community, even though our governor, even though our state legislature might not be ready to pass this parent's bill of rights, we're going to be, uh, we have model policy for that too, by the way, John, that we'll be launching soon. Um, but even though your, your state might not be ready to do that, or they don't think that they, maybe they don't realize that the need is there, we're going to show the ground support for it. And if you can get the majority of different elected bodies across the state that are standing uh, for parental rights and recognizing how important they are, it's going to make it very, very hard for legislators to not bring that bill forward, to not vote for that bill. And it's going to make it even harder for a governor, uh, forget their political party, to not recognize fundamental parental rights. Um, I don't have to agree with you to respect uh, your parental rights. And, and that's just something that's really important about being an American. Yeah, so important. Uh, I assume that you will keep a scorecard of which public officials have and haven't signed the pledge. Will that be available? How do people stay in tune with uh, knowing who's in and who's out on the parents' rights pledge? Yep. So for, for elected officials that sign the pledge, they can print it out, sign it and scan it and send it to us. And we will be keeping track of that. But the bottom line is this. Americans need to understand it's our job to hold elected officials accountable. And we can't just do it 
every four years or every two years. You have to do it every single day. And you do that by building relationships so that when people might go off course or they may not have all of the information they need or they may make a decision that really is boldly against your rights and they, and they willfully do it, you need to be paying attention so you can catch them right at that moment. And I think if we go into this with the intention uh, that most people have good intentions, and that, um, you know, there are a lot of people who are in elected office, they're just one person, and they're a human being, and they need information, and they need help, and they need an army helping them to do good things. If we start working together at that level of local government all the way on up, I think what you're going to see is less of this real disconnect. You know, we look at policies that are passed in D.C., and you think about a state like West Virginia, you have Joe Manchin voting on stuff, and they say, how does it happen that Joe Manchin votes yes on something, but that's not what the people of West Virginia want. Because our government got too far away from us. And we need real people, not career politicians, running for office and, and, and holding office and then, you know, really keeping their community in mind. And, and I think, you know, that seed and that, that love for me was planted when I served in local office. And I think what you're going to see in the, in the coming years, uh, two years, four years, eight years down the road, is a, is a whole new group of people that have entered into politics, that are now engaged and involved, but just ordinary people like you and me with jobs and a family and a love for America, uh, that they're willing to put, you know, some time and effort and, and energy into. Yeah. And the rallying cry that you've created, I think is so brilliant. It's such a simple proposition. We do not co-parent with the government. We parents have the right. That, that's because I, I can't tell you the number of people I've heard say that since you guys made that uh, the moniker of your movement. It is a brilliant uh, statement, and it's one I'm sure our founding fathers would be nodding their heads at if they heard today. Uh, real quickly, Tiffany, how do people get the great resource? You have so many resources as part of Moms for Liberty. How do people stay in, uh, get the kits, the training, uh, find out where the local chapter is? How can they network? What's the best way to, to get into the system? Yeah, so if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Moms for Liberty, go to momsforliberty.org. That's our website. And just start clicking around and exploring a little bit. We have a big map there. You can look at the states. You can see uh, if the county you live in has a chapter. That's how we're set up by county. Uh, the best way to, to get involved and to be able to get resources and to get the best out of Moms for Liberty is to be a member. Uh, we have lots of different trainings that we do for membership, but there are a lot of resources and training that we also put out publicly as well and, and that are accessible to you. And if there's something specifically that you need and for some reason you don't have a chapter near you reach out to us and let us know and we're going to try to help you uh, in whatever way we can uh, but click around on that website as I said that pledge will be live on Monday morning as well as resolutions uh, for you to be able to download and, and, and suggest an email to your uh, elected officials um, you can follow us on Facebook on Twitter on uh, you can follow me at number four Tiffany Justice or at moms for the number four liberty uh and that's on twitter on instagram on uh tiktok unfortunately i'm not a big tiktok fan so i don't run that account but we have one um and and so lots of different ways to try to engage with people uh, all across america and and just get involved and i promise um we are joyful warriors we're gonna fight like hell with a smile on our face because it is a privilege to fight for this country there are many people that have given their lives and we really need to give our time and intention and, and every skill that we have in our toolbox 
to be able to make the change that we need to see in our communities. We need to reclaim this country. There is something uh, exhilarating about being a joyful warrior. It really is. And, you know, it's, I'll tell you this, this is interesting. We were with a young mom uh, last weekend, and they had just really got introduced to Moms for Libby. And they were telling us that on the resource page, that they learned how for the first time how to do an open records request to their uh, their school district to find out what's going on. And they also learned uh, the toolkit. They downloaded the kit because they didn't realize there were certain actions that a parent can take to make sure that the privacy of their child from things like surveys and invasive questions from teachers can be protected. You have assembled all of those tools in one place. And I know that mom was like super, super excited that she had found a place where within five minutes she could get the two or three tools she needed. So uh, from, one, from one real mom to another, uh, they were pretty darn impressed. Good. And, and I want to just make it clear and say we work with a lot of different partners across the country, too. So we create resources, but we also put resources on that page from other groups. There are groups like Courage is a Habit that are putting out wonderful resources. Parents Defending Education has great resources. Um, Southeastern Legal Foundation has put together a, a parents' rights handbook. And so, you know, when you come to our website, it's not just our information that we're sharing, but we're working with lots of different partners around the country to make sure that we're vetting those resources for you so they're the very best that you can get so that you can put them into action. We want effective advocates, Sean, who make that change happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it starts by being informed, which you guys have made so much easier for every mom and dad to get the basic information to get started on this journey. Uh, Tiffany, it's always an honor, one, to see you in action, two, to have you on the show. And uh, I know we're going to be watching real closely as the uh, pledge rolls out on Monday and, uh, and a new part of the War for America carries on. So congratulations on all you're doing. And thanks for bringing us up to speed today. Thanks a lot, John. Have a great weekend. You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Three, two, one, we are out. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So glad you could join us today. So a big thank you to Tiffany for spending so much time and walking us through all the different things Moms for Liberty is doing, the tool and learning kits, which are really a remarkable resource. The Freedom of Information Act, learning kits and generic letters you can use to get information from your school district. The Parents Pledge, the parental rights, the rights of your children to privacy within the school district. All very important resources. And you got to hear firsthand where the Moms for Liberty movement is going next. They're going bigger every day. And the pledge, I think, will become one of the iconic advances in the battle cry that Moms for Liberty has, which is we don't have to co-parent with the government. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's edition of John Solomon Reports from Just the News. We'll be back Sunday with a special edition. We're going to have an all-star lineup of guests. Jim Jordan is going to be on the show. Devin Nunes is going to be on the show. And Mike Glover, if you haven't heard of this man, you're going to want to hear of him. He's a Green Beret, nine times deployed in the defense of our country to war zones. He came out, created a company called Fieldcraft and a charity that helps people recover from disasters. And for two years, the FBI investigated him and branded him as a domestic violent extremist, even though there was no evidence. The FBI now admits there was never any evidence to investigate him, yet he was branded that way. His powerful story, we'll have Mike Glover on the show as well. What a great show coming up this weekend. I hope you enjoy it. Meanwhile, enjoy the rest of this beautiful Saturday. Happy fall. Autumn is on the way. We're so glad that you can join us for a little bit of the show today. And uh, a big thank you to Tiffany Justice for spending so much time with us on a Saturday. All right, folks, that wraps things up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the Sunday edition, where we take some of the best interviews from the television show and bring it to you, adapt it to the podcast format. We'll have that tomorrow. Until then, God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.